0: Welcome back my fellow creatives to story cuppings today. We're going to take a sip from the fiction of another amazing soul. One whom I've been very blessed to get to know over the past. Oh my goodness. How many years have I been at this? I lose track. I've known her a while now online. Pam Lazos has a wonderful spirit and passion for protecting our world and for embracing and treasuring its beauties and finding ways that a single person can make a difference where they are. And she poured that passion into a piece of fiction she wrote a few years back called Oil and Water. And I wanted to share that with you today. We were going to take a sip of the first chapter and see if this murder mystery, this ecological thriller, strikes your fancy. Let's begin with chapter one. Marty Tirabi sat on a stool aside his drafting table. An aluminum pie plate in each hand. His eyes were closed, his spine erect, his breathing slow and regular. His conscious mind sitting on the pinnacle of present awareness. At the exact moment Marty's consciousness shifted, sliding across the threshold from beta to alpha to delta, like a single base hitter stealing home. Marty's grip slackened and the pie plates clattered to the floor. He woke with a start and stared wide-eyed at the back wall of the barn where it sat, all the while scanning his interior databases for a revelation that refused to be retrieved. Marty rubbed his forehead. This was how Thomas Edison had done it, mining the gem-rich ground of his subconscious by bringing himself to the brink of sleep, then pulling back with a start for a third party observer's view. The results of Edison's efforts were the light bulb and 1,092 other patented inventions. But Marty'd be damned if he could get Edison's process to work. For him, it was just there, a vision that sometimes crept, sometimes hurtled from unconsciousness to consciousness conscious awareness. Claire cognizance, some called it, a simple knowing. And suddenly Marty would know how to pull it all together. But not tonight. Frustrated, Marty spun his stool around, laid the pie plates and his overtired brain on the drafting table, and stared at his father's oil lamp, its soft incandescent glow casting ectoplasmic shadows on the blueprints beneath his head. He started to fall. No aluminum pie plates to stop him this time, but was jarred back to wakefulness, halted again by a faint hum. A soft, deliberate noise like the whirr of a refrigerator motor on the or the patter of a soft rain. He felt it in his feet at first. It climbed up his legs as it grew in intensity, settled in his heart, and then shot up to his forehead. His head vibrated. Marty rose slowly so as not to disturb the hum's cadence and strolled across the barn floor toward the back wall, convinced that a nonchalant nonchalant attitude was imperative to the hum's survival. He tried not to smile, tried not to look directly at it, until he had stopped in front of the thousands of pounds of steel assembled in six distinct units. He sniffed the air. Dozens of smells slid past the cilia in his nose and traveled along his olfactory nerve, stopping at the cerebral cortex to register. Methane. Plastic. Burning. Rubber. Decay. Ash. Even in a closed-loop system, the vapors, like his dreams, always escaped and then suspended in the air like dust motes lollygagging in a single ray of sun the smell of oil sweet and slightly acrid pierced marty's navel's cavity shattering his equally- equilibrium <laughs> marty clapped his hands and because he was half greek did the only dance he felt comfortable doing a little hop skip combo that was the backbone of most traditional ethnic dances he repeated the steps over and over until he came full circle he added a little jump to his combination I'm going to pause here in the, through these, let's see here, we covered two and a half pages. We are getting a sense of a single character and a sense of his passion, a sense of his drive by noting Thomas Edison, we are able to deduce as readers that we are dealing with an inventor here. And also with this sense of, his mode for inspiration i like with the pie plates you know he's he's i don't want to say desperate but he's clearly willing to try anything to get what he needs to make his invention work what his invention does yet we don't know we just found out that there is a smell of a lot of yucky things <laughs> and then we are getting the smell of oil and that made him extremely excited Okay, but we're not sure what it, and it is in italics, so whatever it is, is indeed special. We don't know what it is yet, but we know something was established. Something was achieved, I should say, in these for opening pages. And since the story is starting here, not with him, brainstorming the idea and going through all the... All the various processes of gathering materials to build whatever it is. Because the story starts here. We already have a very unique place for stakes because there is an invention. And we just found out whatever this invention is, is working to whatever this inventor wants it to do. So that's not, you know, our plot is not a quest, apparently. Or is it? Let's keep reading. Let's find out what, what is moving us, What's what's going to be coming next to propel this story since already something pretty major has happened. Marty stopped and laid his face against the side of the metal grate it was cool to the touch and not at all indicative of the fire raging inside he shook his head and started his hop skip and jump dance all over again this time adding an ecstatic laugh to the mix he'd done it just like dr frankenstein he brought the beast to life his thermodeploy oh boy okay hang on his <clears throat> his thermodepolymerization unit depolymer depolymerization. I am no good with reading big words out loud. His thermo depolymerization unit or TDU. I'm just going to say TDU whether the text says it or not. (laughs) Or TDU lived years in the making like nothing the world had ever seen and until five minutes ago only a theory. Marty had envisioned that the TDU would take garbage, computers, old sneakers, last night's dinner, yard waste, old fence posts, plastic tupperware, with or without lids, old sweatshirts... (laughs) Sorry, I did Tupperware with or without lids. That's the story of my cupboard. Okay, Um, old sweatshirts, used ballpoint pens, broken picture frames, old love letters, paint waste, empty cardboard boxes, broken refrigerators, busted telephone poles, wrecked car parts, or the whole car for that matter, old comic books, unwanted furniture. Hell, this machine could take anything carbon-based and do something magical with it. Something that, to date, no one else had figured out how to do. Take trash and convert it into oil. Pure, unadulterated, car-starting, engine-revving, turbo-driving, 18-wheeler-moving oil. I just got to pause there. I love the listing here. Now, sometimes people don't like lists. I'm a big fan of lists anyway. But because we are dealing with a character who is in an ex- an extremely joyous state, a euphoria state, and... You can picture this person basically rattling all this stuff off. So this is a bit of a stream of consciousness moment because the adrenaline is running so high. So it makes sense that he is imagining all the garbage that this machine could take and transform into something that many on this planet are in such desperate need of. Marty figured that the T.D.U. would mimic what Mother Nature did every day, hundreds of miles below the Earth's surface, break down fossils into fuels. But Marty's contraption would take about three hours instead of millions of years, combusting nothing and leaving no waste. After 20 years of toil, Marty had his share of false starts, but now the whir and hum of booster pumps and coolant fan units were evidence. Modern day alchemy. Marty had called down the vision. Yet the world had no template for him, Like the shaman of the first American Indian tribe to come into contact with Columbus, Marty had to mold the vision into a discernible shape, give the people something palpable that they could recognize. For even as Columbus's ships approached the shores of the New World, the Native Americans couldn't see them, nor until not until their shaman provided them with a frame of reference. But being a shaman was at times an exhausting, aching, and lonely occupation. So Marty did what any man in his place would do when faced with the discovery of unrivaled proportions. He propped himself up on the hammock in the corner of the barn and took a nap. And that's the end of the first chapter right there. And because I do first chapter reviews, I'm not going to get into chapter two. But what I do want to do, because this, I think, ties in both as, you know, something, uh, as a, something to hook readers, something for us to consider as writers. So uh, this first chapter focuses solely on this inventor character, Marty. Okay? I'm going to pull up the blurb for the book. So this is what people see before they even buy a book. I'm going to read the first part of it. When inventor Martin Tarabi builds a machine that converts trash into oil, it sends shockwaves through the corporate halls of the oil Oh boy. There's another big word. Cognoscenti. Cognoscenti. I'm sorry. I love writing and reading, but I apparently just cannot handle my five syllable words. Cognoscity. I'll just say oil conglomco people. Okay. Weeks later, Marty and his wife, Ruth, are killed in a mysterious car accident. And their son, Gil, a 10-year-old physics prodigy, is the only one capable of finishing the machine that could solve the world's energy problems plagued with epilepsy from birth gil is also psychic and through dreams and the occasional missive from his dead father he gets the push he needs to finish the job i'm gonna pause there there's more to the blurb that helps us understand the cast involved with the story but i want to focus on just that first bit because here as a reader we are learning that this inventor is murdered the first chapter is all about this inventor so we're getting hooked with a perspective we're not gonna get for a very long because his murder further pushes the story along it's not even the invention starts it and then there's a murder that's yeah that kicks the plot into overdrive so as a writer that's a big risk to take having, you know, hooking readers with a perspective, with a character they're not going to get to hang out with for very long. It's like, oh, how great we met this person and they died. (laughs) And that's, that isn't a big risk as a writer to take. And yet, and yet it works. It's a smart move. Why? Because. As readers, we get invested through this first chapter. We are understanding just how much struggle and passion and determination this character Marty had for making his machine work. And it's not just a machine for world domination or something like a James Bond movie. It's a machine that's meant to solve a crisis, an energy crisis. This person is passionate about saving the world. And he has given, as it says, 20 years of his life to make it happen. So as readers, we're like, yay, he achieved what he's been fighting for for so long. And we care about it. We care about this machine making a difference. We know as readers in our common experience with humanity that energy is vital for survival. So to hear that someone has discovered something that could be, you know, change the entire outlook of the energy crisis, not to mention the pollution crisis, that's huge. And so we as readers are excited to see how this invention could positively change the world. And yet, from that blurb, we're realizing that the person who has the mind to change the world will be murdered. And not just that, but we'll leave a young son behind. And so as readers, we immediately want justice for someone we have only just met. Because we know their fate. We want to see the justice happen. We want to see the child safe that we haven't even met yet. We just know what this child this is already going to be carrying upon them because of this invention and because of that death. So as readers, yes, even though we are introduced to this story world through a character that is going to die, and we know he's going to die, we still care. We still want to see success for this character's dream. Because we as readers and writers, we all want to see our dreams for a better life, a better world, succeed and become real. And that's what I feel from this first chapter here that the dream is in reach and not even death can stop it or can it? And that is what we are invested to find out. We want to see the dream succeed. We want to see the child who's, who loses his family. Succeed too. So, of course, we have to keep sipping, but not this time because I only do first chapters. (laughs) So, I hope you will check out Oil and Water when you can. It's on Kindle, you can get physical copies too. And Pam also has a beautiful site. I'll make sure the link is in the episode description where she shares ways to, again, make a difference where you are. Little things can have such a big impact. And so she shares what other people have done to clean up where they are, to help the environment where they are. And I hope you find inspiration in the stories she shares. So until next time, read on, share on, and write on, my friends. Cheers.